0: Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn Mishnah Ispeo, Perik Zion, Mishnah Ches, and Perik Ches, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnayos are being learned by Lulunishmas, Maris Miriam, Sarabas, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha, Herne Shalom, Shadav and B'schos. Rachel Basvar Gitol and Danila Eliyazvran Spai. Rachel, they should be a bench with Kayama bekar of Mamish. And Mishlechas says, Karmoi ad shelo'noi do by Someone was Makdishes Karim. He donated his entire vineyard to the base of Hamikdash, but he did so before the oil lice were known, meaning the grapes hadn't fully developed, so he wasn't able to see if any of the clusters were oil lice. Any oil lice which do eventually grow in this vineyard do not belong to the anim. They don't belong to the poor people. And the reason for that is is because we've said previously that when something is in the Rishos of Hektish, when Hektish, when the Besom Hektish owns something, there's no chiv of Trumus or Maistress and there's no chiv to give off Payal, Leket, or anything like that. And since the Ayolais grew, once it got into the Rishos of Hektish, so those Ayolais don't belong to the Aniim, they belong to Hektish. However, Misha by Ayolais, if he was Makdish his vineyard after he already saw that there was Ayolais growing there, Those Ayolais belong to La'aniim he can't give that which rightfully belongs to Aneem to Hektish. He could give that which belongs to him to Hektish, but that which belongs to Aneem, which is the oilis, he can't give that to Hektish. So the Aneem are allowed to come and take their Eyleis. Rabbi Yasi says, The Aneem still have to pay the value of that which grew, that's Schar Gidulin, the value of that which grew. They have to pay that to Hektish. So let's say when he was Maktish's vineyard, every Eylelis that was growing was worth a dollar. And by the time the Aneem were able to come and get them, they were each worth a dollar fifty. That means that this Oilelis Grew an extra 50 cents in Hectish's property, Nanim would have to pay that 50 cents to Hectish, and then they could take the oil ice. And the Mishnah continues with another halacha. What exactly is shikcha when it comes to an aris, when it comes to vines growing on a trellis? Imagine the frame of your sukkah with the beams going across it before you put the schach on top. That's like a trellis. So we have these vines going across the trellis. How do we have shikcha there? A standard case of shikcha by grapevines is pretty simple because you have rows of grapevines. It's like a regular field. So we have regular shikcha. But over here with this vine sneaking across the trellis, how do we have shikcha over there? The Mishnah answers, if a person is not able to stretch out his hand to get it, that's shikha. That means that he was harvesting all these grapes, he was snipping them off with his kitchen scissors, and then he went back into his house and he remembered, oh, there was a section that I forgot to cut. He comes back out of his house, climbs up his ladder, and tries to get to that section, but he's not able to get to it. He's stretching his hand as far out as he can, but he's simply not able to reach it. Since he's not able to reach it, we say that's shikha, and that belongs to the anim. What about of a reglias, vines that are by his feet? Reglias is a lashing of regel, feet. These are vines that are growing on the ground. They they don't grow on sticks or on poles; they're literally growing on the ground. What's considered shekha in that case? Misha yavar The moment he passes a vine that's on the ground, the second he passed it, that's already considered shekha. And now moving on to parakhas Mishnah aleph, the Mishnah begins with a question: Me call When is everyone allowed to take leket? Now we know that only anim are allowed to take leket So what does that mean? When is everyone allowed to take leket? And the answer is that after the harvest, the anim go through the field, they take leket and then they leave. Let's say a person is walking through the field. A random guy. Random guy is walking through the field. He's using it as a shortcut, and he sees a whole bunch of stalks on the ground. Is he allowed to take those? Maybe the Anim aren't going to come back to get them, and they're hefker, and he should be allowed to take them. So that's what the Mishnah is asking. When is it that everyone's allowed to take Leket? The Mishnah answers, Mishiel Once the Nemaishais, the shufflers have passed through the field. What are the shufflers? Well, they're people that shuffle. You know when people drag their feet when they walk, when they walk very slowly, so they shuffle their feet? That's what Nemaishais are. These people are the old and weak people that have a difficult time getting to the field, these are the last aniyam that are going to be going through the field. Once these Namoishas go through the field, all the other aniyam know, oh, the Namoishas already went through, all these people that are shuffling, the old and weak people already went through the field, there's probably nothing left and the other aniyam are not going to bother coming back into the field and that means that the field is open for anyone who wants to come. If they find something, they can keep it. And the Mishnah asks a similar question with grapes. When is it that anyone, not an ani, random guy, random person walking through the field, when is he allowed to take peret, some grapes that he sees on the floor, or otherwise, if he sees a vine that has an underdeveloped cluster, is he allowed to take it, or does he have to leave it for the aniyam? So the Mishnah answers, Mishih Yelcho aniyam Via v'yavayu. Once the aniyam have went through the vineyard, and v'yavayu they came back, meaning the aniyam have been through this vineyard twice, after they've been through it twice, they basically took everything that's there. Now if a random guy who's not an ani goes through it and he finds something, he can keep it because the aren't going to be coming back. Same question with olives. The Mishnah continues, When is a regular guy allowed to take olives that he finds on a tree? Perhaps he has to leave those for the aniyim. The Mishnah says, From when the second rainfall has fallen, after that second rainfall of the season, the aren't going to be coming back into the field because people have already harvested their olives, they've already picked their olives, and the have already come to take leka Peah. so a random guy going through the field is allowed to take those olives. Now, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says about this olive case, there are some people that don't even begin to pick their olives until after the second rainfall. So how could you say that after the second rainfall, any random guys allowed to take olives that he finds in a field? This field might not even have the harvest started yet, and you're telling a random guy that he's allowed to take? Srebi so Huda has a different opinion regarding olives. He says, It has to be that an ani is walking out of this field, and he's not going to even end up bringing enough olives with him that's enough of four isaris. Four isaris is just a few coins worth of olives olives. If there's so few olives left in this field that an onion is going to come out with less than four east worth of olives, then no aneum are going to bother coming into the field, and it's open for the taking for anyone, even non-aneum. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with Mission of Bays and Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.